0: Good afternoon, I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heat Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach, so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the Kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. Hebrews chapter 4. And I'm going to start at verse 1, Hebrews chapter 4. Because I was kind of getting ahead of myself, so I need to put on the brakes. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. And I'm reading out of New American Standard, and we see right there the very first word is therefore. And we know from the how to study Bible class, when you see that word therefore, what? It's something, is therefore, right? It's there for something. What is that for? But we ain't going to worry about what it's there for right now. We're going to come back to that. But it says, therefore, let us fear if. Oh, it's starting off kind of good. Let us fear. What I was supposed to be scared, I thought God said we weren't supposed to have fear. But no, he's not saying be, be in, in torment and be in fear. He's saying, he's saying be in reverence. Let us fear if, while a promise remains of entering his rest. Any one of you may seem to have come short of it. So he's giving us a warning right there. Some of us have come short of that rest. Some of us have come short of what God is offering us. And in verse 2, it says, For indeed we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them. How many of us come to church every Sunday and receive a word that does not profit us? I Meaning it does not really do us any good. And what am I saying? It go in one ear and out the other. It says, everybody heard the good news preached to you. You get the good news every Sunday if you're showing up here. Trust it. You're getting the good news, but I can't do nothing for it profiting for you. You got to take that thing and compound the interest on it so that it can bring profit to your life. Amen. Yes. Amen? And it says, why didn't they profit from it? Because it was not united by faith in those who heard. That is right there. The faith. See, you got to say it says what? Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. We've talked about faith and unbelief. You got to have faith in this word that is coming forth. That this faith in the word will bring you the rest that it's talking about. Then in verse 3 it says, For we who have believed enter that rest. For we who believe shall enter that rest. That's what we're talking about today, people, is the rest of God. And this is how you enter into the rest of God. It says, for those who believe. Well, I know everybody, well, I'm going to believe. I believe in God. I believe in everything you're saying. Hold on. You We're going to get to it. Yes, we all believers. So that means that everybody should enter the rest, right? No because it says it right now in verse four and it said it some have come short he's talking to the believers right here so in verse three for we who have believed enter that rest just as he said as i swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. okay god what are you talking about who who are you talking to although his works were finished from the foundation of the world verse four for he has said somewhere concerning the seventh day, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage, they shall not enter my rest. Therefore, since it remains for some to enter it, some. See, everybody's not going to enter into this rest. So that's what you need to already be forming in your mind right now. The question of... Who gets in and who don't? Who gets to have his rest and who don't? Because some, it don't say all right here. We love all in the Bible because that means everybody. You get to partake. But see, when you're some, oh, it's a filtering going on. God is saying, no, it's a separation going on. on. Everybody don't get to get in this line. So you need to find out where the right line is. Amen? Yes, yes. It says, since it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly had good news preached to them, failed to enter here we come, y'all. Why they fail to enter? Huh? What was, my, what was my man talking about today? They failed to enter because of their disobedience. What do you mean? I'm a believer, but I don't get to enter into your rest. Why? Because you disobedient. It's that simple. You disobedient, God says there's a rest for you to enter in. Imagine like we said the other day. I'm gonna bring my chair up here again, so y'all can have this, this chair of rest like last week. God is saying the chair is already there. It's already made. The Word of God says it right there. It says we're back up right there. It says in verse verse three, the, 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 the about the B of C clause it says, although His works were finished from the foundation of the world. The chair already made It's already sitting here waiting for you to sit in and enter into his rest. For you to sit down and have a seat. The chair already here. The chair was here before you got here. Amen. The chair been here three years. You just got here last week. Amen. The chair been here waiting on you. But it says some won't enter into the rest. Why? Why? See we don't like to hear this part. We want all the blessings. We want all the glory. We want, we want the cause, the house, the clothes, the money. We want God to be there when we want it, then we want to put him back on the shelf when we don't need it, pull him back off. We thank God it's quick trip and racetrack. I'm going to come in at my convenience, get what I need, and I'm gone. God, don't mess with me until I'm ready to come back to fill up again. You quick trip, God. You racetrack, God. You 7-Eleven for some of y'all old heads. In here. You, you, I'm just coming in here to get my slurpee, and then I'm gone. Amen. Oh, But God is the whole time saying, I'm sitting here in the chair just waiting for you to enter into my rest. He says, but some of y'all won't get in. Why? Because of the disobedience. And I like verse 6. It says, "It, it remains for some to enter it. And those who formerly had good news preached to them. See, it ain't even because of your ignorance. It ain't even because of your misunderstanding. God saying you're getting the word preached to you. You're getting the word taught to you. You're getting the word delivered to you, but you still won't enter my rest because of your disobedience. Because of your disobedience. What did Brother Darius say? Said because of his obedience. And see, a lot of us don't want to walk in obedience because of what happened to him. Because sometimes in your obedience, the enemy will make it look like, yeah, you shouldn't have did that. You shouldn't have prayed for them. How you gonna pray for them when you messed up? Your, your stuff ain't together. You ain't even all the way healed. How you gonna go in there praying for somebody else healing? The devil is alive. Because see, the enemy wants you to, the enemy wants you to not do that in disobedience. Because, see, yes, I'll pray for somebody even though I'm not healed. Because the word of God says that what comes out, I must be first the partaker of that thing that goes out. So if I'm praying for you, guess what? Yeah. It's already done been mixed up in me. Yeah. It's already done been stirred up in me. Yeah. I already done ate on that thing before it goes after you. I got to process it here before it come here to go down. Come on now. So even though I might not see the change miraculously, I know that the change is occurring. I know that the transformation is occurring because I'm walking in obedience. And when I walk in obedience, it says that I can enter the rest because if the negative is true, then the opposite or the juxtaposed or the, the, the difference is true. It says they fail to enter because of disobedience. So then how do we enter? Through obedience. Through obedience. See in First Peter, he said, he says, as obedient children, first Peter chapter one says, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Don't be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. He said you were ignorant before. <laughs> you were stupid, messed up. Headed to hell. Toe up. You're doing something you know you ain't supposed to be doing. But you're doing it because it feel good. We talked about it last week. See it feel good. Go ahead and raise your hand. You know it feel good. You know it feel good to fornicate. You know it feel good to get high. You know it feel good to run around. You know it feel good to get drunk. You know it feel good to do all that stuff. You know it feel good to steal, hook, crook, and destroy. You know it feel good. <laughs> because if it didn't, you wouldn't be doing it. You wouldn't be doing it, but we also know that the wages of doing all those things is what yeah. death. Yes. My God, Amen. see the devil got a nice employment benefit package, but his retirement plan is come death. Come on, See, he'll hire you on, and he'll let you do all the stuff, and you'll have a good time. He'll bless you. He'll like when the people get up on the war show. I like to thank God for all this stuff I'm doing. What God are you thanking? Cause I don't see you twerking. I don't see you bending over. I don't see you exposing everything. I don't see you having Illuminati and, and devil worshiping sitting signs in the in the background of your video. But now you getting up here thanking God. The devil lives a lot. Come on. Who God are you thinking? See, because the devil can bless too. Because the devil took Jesus up on the pinnacle. The pinnacle means the top. It means the high. He lifted Jesus up high and said, "All you got to do is jump down." Because guess what? He says, "He says that the angels shall follow and shall, shall shall save you." And Jesus said, "No, you should not test God." Then he said, Well, you know what? All the stuff that you can see, all the things, all the kingdoms of the earth that are before your eyes, everything that you can see, that's the lust of the eyes. I want this, I want that, I want him, I want her, I want them drugs, I want them smokes, I want them drinks, I want that. Y'all know what I'm saying? I got some kids in here. I have. Thank you, God. You almost came out. And the devil will give it to you. The devil will bless you with it. He'll have you thinking you got it going on. He'll have you thinking your walk is alright. You got your swag on. You like George Jefferson. I know some of y'all young folks don't know it. But you got your swag on thinking everything is alright. Because his employment plan is terrific. Everything benefits. You got friends, you got clothes, you got car, you got everything. All the people love you. You lift it up high. But you're not in the rest of God. Because the flip side of that is when you go home at night, when you alone by yourself at night, and you don't get no rest. Because inside of your mind is What you thought was a dream is really a nightmare You living a dream every day But you sleeping with nightmares Because you don't get no rest You thinking that everything is looking perfect out here You know how to do the perfect smile You got your hair did, your face did You beat to the gods But then guess what They know They know But then over here You living in hell You feeling like hell. You tore down. You broke down. You busted. And you disgusted. Because you don't get no rest. You run over here. Everything look good. You know how to put on the show. And I'm talking about even Christian folk. We some of the worst ones. We can put on the show. We can quote the scripture. We can say hallelujah. We can irk and jerk when it's right time. Hallelujah and Chandelier and Hunter and all that stuff. We can do it all when it's right in time. But then we go home and blow our brains out. And his pastors are doing the very thing each and every day. Come on now. Because they won't enter the rest. Amen. But why won't they enter the rest? Because of their disobedience. Mm-hmm. Because of their disobedience. Then in verse 7 we continue, it says, he again fixes a certain day. Today saying through David after so long a time, just as Ben said before, today and see, I like that word when he says "today" because you don't know what day he's talking about. See, some people say that the rest of God is the seventh day. Like, God rested on the seventh day. That's what it says in Genesis. So you're supposed to reserve, observe the Sabbath. And that's, you know, you're not supposed to do that. I know when growing up, you know, my grandma and them and all them, days, you can't play cards on Sunday. You can't listen to the radio on Sunday. You can't do, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff you couldn't do on Sunday. I always thought it was strange even when I was a little kid. I'm like, well, why can I do it all the other days when they ain't, you know what? I just couldn't get it. But you know, you ain't supposed to question God. Amen. Mm-hmm. The devil is a lie. He says that those who lack wisdom ask and you shall receive. Amen. Amen. I'm giving you a lie, but y'all got to catch it. Amen. Sew it all together because God doing something with it. Amen. He says he again fixes today. Today means what day? Today? today. What, what, won't tomorrow be today? And won't next week be today? So he's saying in the present time, it says right here, it says Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. What does that mean? When you hear the word of God coming before you and it's trying to convict you, I mean, it's trying to tell you, stop doing what you're doing. Stop living the way you're living. When God, the word of God comes to you, don't harden your heart. Don't say, well, God, I like to smoke, so I really want to stay on your smoke. I, I like to drink. I like to hold around. I like to shout. I mean, you treat me right, God. I, I'm gonna stay with him because you know he put it down, amen. But God is saying, "You create a soul type." You create a creating something that's gonna destroy your life. Every time he enters into you, he's impregnating you with something that's of spiritual nature. You might not be pregnant with a physical baby, but you're pregnant with a spiritual baby that when it delivers into your life will tear your life apart. You wonder why you over here doing this when you want to be doing that. Well, that's because of those ties with him that you have. You can't let him go. Do you ever wonder why you can't let him go? Because he's sitting there speaking things into your ear. It says Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Well, fear comes by the devil and the word of the devil. The man of God cannot speak fear into your life. But that devil of a man, he will speak into your ear. It will sound good. It will sound pretty. It will sound like he will give you the food. But all he's going to do is put you in the ground. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm just all over the place. But God is still God. Yes, Amen. He is. Yes, he is. Amen. don't harden your hearts to the word people, because we're trying to enter into his rest, we're trying to enter into his rest the rest of God mm. see, a lot of us have faith in God mm. see, faith in God believes that God can mm. a lot of us have faith, we, we it takes faith to believe in God, because it, otherwise it's a, it's a hocus pocus book, it's a spooky book, it's a it's a book of fables or, or poems or whatever you want to call it. So it takes faith. And a lot of us can do that. Childlike faith. Then a of us graduate to that level of, of trust. We trust God. Trust means that faith. I said faith means that God can. Trust will say that God can for me. Because a lot of us have faith. We have faith that God can. He just won't do it for me. I don't mean, he healed them folks. He, he restored their finances. He made their relationship right, but he ain't got around to me yet. You got faith in it, but you don't believe it's for you. Well, trust starts you start believing that it's for you because now you've seen him work in your life and you're like, I trust God, he did it before, I know he can probably do it again, I, you know, but then, but there's still that little little bit of unbelief there, still that little bit of question and doubt there because he didn't show up right then, you know, you were looking for him at, at 12 o'clock but he was moseying around until about 1201 and you gave up at 12 o'clock, you're like, he ain't here yet, so, so I, I can't trust him all the way, I got to put it into motion myself, I got to do this thing myself, I got to make it happen. I got to be like Sarah. Yeah, God promised me something, but I got to make it happen myself. God promised me an Isaac, but I got to go ahead and create this Ishmael Because, see, I ain't got time to be waiting on God. Because I'm getting old. I'm getting long and winded. I'm out there. I don't know what to do. So I can't keep on waiting on God. I'm going to go with his promise, but I'm going to make it happen for myself. That's all I need. I just need you to speak that word on me, God, and I can run on by myself. Just like some of us when we received a call from God. Oh, I heard you. Oh, that that prophet said that I was an apostle. Oh, I'm an apostle. I'm finna run now. I'm finna get a church. I'm gonna make it happen but see when you make it happen you create Ishmael. Ishmael is nothing but something that's born out of your flesh and what happened to Ishmael Ishmael had to be sent away Ishmael couldn't even be a partaker of the rest. Ishmael couldn't even stay within the tribe. He had to be sent away because God said that's not the one I even intended. Isaac is the one that I am sending. Isaac is the one that comes through the promise how does Isaac come through the promise? He comes when you don't think that God is ever going to show up. Isaac comes when you think that God is done finished. Isaac comes when you run out of yourself. See, Sarah was like 99, almost 100 years old. Her womb was about dried up. The eggs was gone. She was hitting that menopause. She was long gone from having babies. She said, so ain't nothing I can do, but that's right where God wants you at. Because see, when there ain't nothing you can do, all you can do is rest. Jesus, God, I can't do no more. I done ran out of everything, all possibility. I done asked all the people over here. I done asked all the people over there. Y'all ask, ask. I done did all that that I can do. I, I ain't got no more. I'm just tired, God. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I, I, I ain't got no more. And you find yourself just resting. See, God is gonna make you rest whether you come voluntarily or involuntarily. But obedience is better than sacrifice. It's better to go ahead and sit down than to get drugged oh, yeah, and put down. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. It's either lay down or get down. Amen. Yeah. Lay down or get down. Amen. But that's what God wants you. He wants you so tired, so tired that you don't even know you can't lean to your own understanding no more. Because you so messed up in your mind. You got spiritual schizophrenia. You hear so many voices. That's from God. I heard God speak. The devil is alive. Because there's plenty of Jezebel, prophetized spirits out there that come looking like God, but they ain't number wolves in sheep clothing. They know the word of God. It sounds like the word of God, but they ain't number witches and warlocks manipulating the word of God, thinking ain't looking like the light, but they ain't number bringing you into the dark and God says, sit yourself down somewhere have several seats a whole bunch of them lined up for you and you be like she don't sit down when somebody tell her to, she don't do that yeah she need to sit down he need to sit down somewhere that's why you run around like a chicken with your head cut off. You, you, you The chicken, when they cut the head I know some of y'all young folks don't know, but when they cut the chicken head off, that chicken can run and run and run and run until it just fall out. Mm-hmm. And that's what God is saying. You just running around, you think you're living, you think you're balling, you think you got it going on, but you just a chicken waiting to die because mm-hmm. your head been cut off. He says, but well, all you got to do is just come and sit in my rest, sit in my rest sit right here because I said faith believes that God can. Trust believes that God can for you. But rest, you know that God already has. See, rest be like, I ain't even worried about it. The situation don't phase me. The circumstance don't phase me. What I'm going through don't phase me. Because even if I'm going through it, God got to be right here with me. He's sitting right here with me. God, you see what's going on. You yeah. better do something. I mean, I'm just going to sit back. Because I can't do nothing. I tried. I've been down this road before. What you going to do, God? What you going to do? Come on, come on. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I do know what you going to do. I ain't even got to ask. See, come a point in time where you don't even have to say nothing. You just sit there. Amen you ain't got to ask him what he's going to do because you already know what he did it says the rest been him since the foundation of time so all you got to do is sit in the deed. sit in the deed. Sit, sit in the done, don't worry about the doing, the devil is the one doing he go to and fro God is the one that's done sit in the done, sit in the deed. sit in the finished work when Christ was on the cross he said he breathed. He breathed his last breath he lowered his head he said it is finished finished mm-hmm. But what was finished? We said that the finished work was already done in the beginning. It was. Turn to your Bibles in Genesis. Turn to your Bible in Genesis. Genesis chapter 2. I hope y'all getting this. Enter into his rest, people. Sit down in this thing. Fix your walk by sitting. This part 2. (laughs) B-side. I know some of y'all over What is a B-side? They used to have these things called records back in the day. You know you. Anyway. Y'all probably know what a record is. It's, two. it's like an MP3 made out of plastic. How about that? It's round. it's round and big. And they had some songs on the other side playing. Anyway, Genesis chapter 2. Let's see what we're talking about. about. Because see, Jesus said it is finished. And a lot of us say, well, that, that's the work is finished. No, the work was already finished. All Jesus did was trying to restore you back. To the work that was finished. All he was saying when he said it is finished, he said, he said the restoration is complete. They can now go back to what they once lost. That's why we come to Christ. So that we can come back to what was lost. So that we can come back to what we gave away as through Adam and through the woman. We can come back to that thing. Genesis chapter 2 verse 8. So I'm going to show you where it already was beginning. It was already done. Genesis chapter 2 verse 8. It says... The Lord God planted a garden toward the east. See, we already see God. He working. He planted a garden. Adam didn't plant the garden. God already did it. And there he placed the man whom he had formed. He placed him there. You ain't even got to find where the garden is. You ain't even got to find where the will of God is. You ain't even got to find where the prosperity of God is. He will place you there. How good of God do we serve? But see, we run around trying to find it. Where he at? It's God over here. It's God over there. And he run over here and get a word. And he run over here and let somebody touch me. And he run over here and somebody pray for me. God says, sit still so I can place you. I, you a moving target. I can't even grab you because you're just running around like you're crazy. Sit still so I can grab you up and place you. Jesus. Into the garden. But then I like it. It says he placed the man whom he had formed. See, when you allow God to form you, then you will allow God to place you. See, a lot of us are being formed and shaped by things that we think is God, but it really ain't. We're being formed and shaped by the world. We're being formed and shaped by people around us. We're being formed and shaped by, by so-called men of God. We're being shaped and formed, and that's why we can't be placed. Then in verse 9, I like that because 9 we know is the number of manifestation. Meaning things come into your appearance. And it says, out of the ground, the Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It says, out of the ground, God caused. I like that, caused. That means that in the beginning, God caused everything to happen. God set everything in motion. All we had to do, like I said last week, God created man on the sixth day. Then it says that he rested on the seventh because he knew that all his work was finished. He had done completed everything and gave man the instructions. All you got to do is sit in my rest. That was our instruction. Sit in the rest. I done caused stuff to grow. I done caused stuff to beat out. I done put you in the right place at the right time, around the right things. All you got to do is do what? Rest. But to get that rest, all you got to do is what? Be obedient. That's how we lost the rest. Because we all know the end of this story right here. Amen. They were disobedient. And they did what? They got Pushed out of the garden. They got pushed out of the rest. They got pushed out of the comfort. Now God comes on them. If you go to chapter three, it says, now you gotta labor. Now you gotta toil, meaning you gotta work hard for all the stuff that you're trying to get now. You gotta do, you gotta do it on your own accord now. Cause you didn't want to be in my rest. You hardened your heart to my word. You believe what the enemy was talking about. You believe more in what he was doing versus what I had done. I already told you what I done done. You already see what i done. I I already done gave you what I done. But yet still, you want to listen to this little over here talking all this yin-yang. You want to listen to what he talking about. I already done did everything. But you looking at somebody who ain't got nothing. You looking at somebody who want what you got. You listening to somebody who's trying to be who you are. They convincing you otherwise. You letting them steal your identity because they don't even know who they are. My God. And you hanging around folks still in your identity. You trying to be like them and they don't even know who they are. Woo! That's the word! That's the word! That's the word. Check who you hanging with. You trying to be down, trying to hang out with folks and you, they don't even know who they are. And none of y'all get to even benefit from the identity that you trying to carry. Looking like thugs and hoes and can't even benefit from neither one. A thug that ain't never shot nobody and a hoe that ain't making no money. Ain't even benefiting from what you trying to be. That's that May coming out. i A <laughs> sissy fired thug and a broke hoe. <laughs> the devil is a lie. <laughs> quit walking in identities that are not yours God made you a wonderful and fearful to, to be fearful of him to be wonderful and mighty in him we, we, can't be, we can't be all out here running around being stuff that we not amen amen I apologize for the kids here, but I'm sure y'all have heard more than that in school amen Amen. Well, my head. Uh Stay in the rest of God. Amen. Stay in that rest because see that's what Adam and Adam and the woman did. Is she they they they, they got out of that rest of oh, God, they left out the chair. They were sitting in the chair, they like, no, I think I see another chair over there that might be a little better. It might get me closer to closer to what I'm trying to see, closer to what I'm trying to do. I might need to connect with this person over here, cause they seem like they got it going on. But all they trying to do is lead you to hell. Mm-hmm. All they're trying to do is suck out of you what God put in you. All they're trying to do is drain out of you. you hang hanging around with a bunch of vampires trying to bite the blood up out of you. And leeches and thinking that, thinking that you got friends. Be careful of what attached to you. Be careful of what attached to you. Because see, God already done the rest. But we got to walk in this thing in obedience. Obedience. Like I said in Peter said it says obedient children. Don't don't be conformed to your old passions. Don't be conformed to that form of ignorance. God says, I brought you out of the darkness into the light. Yes, it was okay you was ignorant. I, I get that. I understand that. You didn't know better. When you know better, you're supposed to do better. I can understand you didn't understand what was going on. I can understand that, that it felt good. I understand all that. He says in the word of God, there's nothing that you've been tempted by that I haven't been tilted by myself. So I understand what you're going through. He says, but now that it's been revealed to you, come out of that ignorance. Come out of that stupidity. Come out of that mess. And don't try to justify what you're doing with what you used to do. Amen. Amen. Everything, Paul said, everything can be justified. Mm -hmm. But then you can't profit from most of it. Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the thing. What he's saying there. He's saying, yeah, you can justify all that you do. Everything can be done. I can come out here right now and slap everybody in the crowd and justify. (laughs) I ain't like how y'all were looking at me. But just for me to look at me, I'm standing up here. But I just don't like how you're doing it and I, I'm justified in doing that but that doesn't make it right yeah, okay. you see a lot of us want to take justification and make things right and that's not what God, God said no that's being disobedient, that's being out of my will, his will is obedience and through that obedience comes rest we can't lose this rest like Adam and the woman did but then God said you know what I, I, I knew I knew I was dealing with some ignorant baby kids, I knew that they was going to mess up So I already had my son on deck. To come in and, and, and restore this thing. But I promised it through Abraham. Then I made the covenant even sealed up with, with Moses through the law. But all the law was supposed to do is to show them that they had done messed up. That was the Mount Sinai. But now I'm trying to bring them into Mount Zion. See, it's two mountains that you battle between. The Mount Sinai, where the law was come, and it's always gonna tell you is you messed up, you're sealing, you can't do nothing right, and that's true enough. But that's all it's supposed to do is reveal to you who you what you are right now. But Mount Zion reveals to you who you truly are. This is what you became while you have been living. The mess, the brokenness, the bustedness, the disgustedness, the sinfulness, the lustfulness, all that's what you became. All that dirt is on you. But God said, now come under the rain on Mount Zion so I can reveal, so I can wash all that stuff off of you so that you can know. Because you ain't going to come sit in my chair dirty. My God. Because I don't cover my chair with plastic. (laughs) So you ain't finna stain on my chair. You're not finna. You're not finna get my chair dirty. So I want to wash you. I want to cleanse you. You can come dirty, but you gotta stand in the shower. You can come as you are, but you gotta change. Yeah. You can come ignorant, but you can't stay ignorant. Amen. My God, the fire of God. Yes. God says get clean. Mm-hmm. But cleanliness come through conviction and it's being obedient. It's being obedient. See, they didn't enter their rest. And, and a lot of disobedience comes just because of disbelief. Turn back to turn back to your Hebrews. Speak the spirit. I'm getting now. Turn back to your Hebrews. Hebrews chapter three. Because see, we got to understand that this disobedience it's got to stop. It's just like when your mom when your mom tell you to do something, do it. When you, when they tell you to do something, do it. See, there's a thing called willing obedience and unwilling obedience. Yeah, a lot of us can be unwilling obedience. They tell you to do it, you I I I I I'm done I'm gonna do it, i make me do it. I'm oh, i do it, I'm i do it. I'm I'm take out trail. I'm sure I'm take out I own trail. They think they got a slave on me, ain't nobody slave. I'm wrong, I can't wait I get my own way and that's the same thing. You did it, but you was unwilling. Right. That was You just right. did That's unwilling. And that's how we do a lot of time with God. Like, mm, God, you don't tell me to do nothing. You, just, yeah, you told me to give. I ain't going to be spending my time up at church all the time. What the? Them folks think I'm a slave? I ain't, ain't going to serve them. I'm supposed to just serve you guys. It ain't what they think they is, do you? No. Know? <laughs> you know, the devil lives a lie. Amen. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 19. Well, no, I'm going say 16. It says, For who who provoked him when they had heard? Indeed, did not all those who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? He said, Who, who provoked God? Who provoked him? And they provoked him because he said, Y'all don't harden your, your, your hearts to me. Then in verse 17, it said, And with him whom was, was he angry for 40 years? God was mad at him for 40 years. Was it not with those who sinned? whose bodies fell in the wilderness. See, the, the, the devil, he's trying to kill you and destroy you. Amen? Amen? Then in verse 18, it says, and to whom did he swear? God swear. Like, that's serious, y'all. Seriously, look at that. And to whom did he swear? That, he, that they would not enter his rest. But to those who were, what? Disobedient. God said, I swear to you. I swear for God. (laughs) (laughs) God. (laughs) But that's in Scripture though, why y'all playing. God swearing upon himself when he got away with it. So he said, I swear for God that you ain't gonna come into my chair With your disobedience. Mm -hmm. You can act like you might sit down, but you're gonna have to get up. You might you might walk around it, but you're gonna have to move away. I swear for God that you're not gonna enter into my rest with your disobedient self. You an old raggedy old child out there just doing whatever you want to do, trying to justify all that mess you living in. And you think you're gonna come up in my house and sit in my chair? I swear for God you won't. Mm That's what it's saying right there in verse 18, y'all. I mean, you just got to paraphrase a little bit. And then in verse 19, it says, So, we see that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. Mm -hmm. Wow. We talked about unbelief a few weeks ago. So now we're seeing a a tie with disobedience and unbelief. They kind of like cousins. They kissing cousins. Mm -hmm. And they produce all illegitimate crazy babies. You know, they they call them them Kentucky babies them Nashville babies and and and, and it says they, they can't enter because of their unbelief see the people in Israel they came out they God came answered them pulled them out of their mess bought them through the wilderness they said they came out with all the riches of Egypt had had clothes that didn't even wear out but they had to walk around for 40 years because they wouldn't leave their mess behind walking around they was on 11 day journey and it took them 40 years because of their ignorance Because they want to do things they want. Moses, you brought us out here to die. Moses, we thirsty. Moses, where we going now? Where God is now? Moses, why you need to go talk to God and we don't get to talk to him? Moses, where you been? I don't know what we going to do, Moses. I don't know how we going to do it. But yet, we're forgetting in their mind that they're the same God that part of the ocean, the Red Sea apart, and they walked through on dry ground forgetting that there was a God that they saw distributed the, the ten plagues to the Egyptians. They forgot all of what God had done, and all they worried about is where they are right now. All I can see is right now. My stomach touching my back out here in the desert, God. Why you ain't here now? Where you at now? Moses should have left her back in Egypt because we had something to eat. <laughs> And see, a lot of us that do that. God, you should have just left me out there in the street. You should have left me out there because at least I was balling out there. You know, I was the biggest dope boy in the game. At least I was balling out there. You should have just left me out there because now I'm over here trusting and believing in you. And I'm broke as Chuck. I ain't even got two pennies to run together. I got more lint in my pocket than pennies in my pocket. You should have just left me over there, God. And then that unbelief sets in because you don't believe that God has really bought you into a place of rest. You don't believe that God has really bought you into a place of prosperity. You don't believe that God has brought you into a place of deliverance and and being set free. So, now that unbelief starts kicking in and guess what? Right after unbelief comes disobedience because you don't believe that God's going to set you straight. You don't believe that God's going to do you right so you back out here to nicking and dipping again. I'm going to go over here and get it because I know how to get it over here. I can get it all day long I was getting it before God was good so I know what to do Mm -hmm. and now disobedience has set in so it goes unbelief and then disobedience. So I tell you today, check your unbelief. Check what you don't believe in about what God is going to do. Don't be like these people turning an 11 day journey into a 40 year experience. God said, Some of y'all, I've been trying to get you out of your situation for the past three, four, five years, but you keep walking around that thing, so you must like it. You must want to deal with it. You keep staying with it. You keep dealing with it. You keep talking to it. So you must want to stay. How can I take you? away from something that you keep holding on to. Because I ain't trying to bring them along, but you won't let them go. And if I pull on you, I'm gonna have to bring them. And I know they ain't trying to get cleaned up. So I ain't know they ain't sitting in their chair. It's like when your mommy, no don't bring them over their house. Don't <laughs> they can't come to my house. Because I know how I know I know they parents. They don't even take care of their own house. The Man come to my house, he's gonna destroy everything. And that's what God said. Leave them at home. Leave them, leave them at home. Leave them at home, and that's what we got to understand: is that that God is trying to bring us into His rest. He's trying to bring us into into the rest of where He is. But we got to understand what He's doing now. If you keep on going back to verse four, I mean, chapter four, In verse eight, chapter four, verse eight, it says, "For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day after that." And see what God's talking about right here, because a lot of people be talking about, you know, this the this the rest on. It's the, uh, the Sabbath. You're supposed to rest on the Sabbath. Then. Well, then nobody really even know what the Sabbath is because you don't know if it's Saturday or if it's Sunday. Some people swear them down, it's Saturday. Other people say, no, nah, it's Sunday. If don't get caught up in all that. Know that the Sabbath rest is the rest of God, period. It don't matter what day it is. God say, today is my rest. It don't care if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They messed up the calendars a long time ago anyway. That's why September is the ninth month, but it's really supposed to be the seventh month because seventh means seven. October means eight. Yes. October, yes. like Teach octagon. It. So it don't matter what day it is. You can't classify all this stuff because because they man unjacked it all up. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is enter into the rest. So it says in verse nine. So there remains a sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested. Mm-hmm. What from his works? Mm-hmm. There it is right there. I can finish it right there. It says those who have rested who have entered into the rest, those who have sit in this chair, those who have decided to stop being unbelieving, those who have decided to stop being disobedient, those who have decided to stop doing it on their own way, those who have decided to stop trying to think it and figure it out and manipulate it out. Because if you're working in manipulation, you're trying to make things work, man, manipulation and witchcraft, the same thing. You you might not be boiling, boiling chicken legs and, and, and standing around and potting and stirring stuff, but guess what? If you're manipulating folks to get what you want, if you manipulate the word to get what you want, if you manipulating situations to get what you want, you are operating as a witch. Bottom line, the Bottom devil line. is alive. You think you not? Yes, Lord. And God says, "Come out of that witchcraft, come out of that manipulation, you Jezebel spirit." In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and it says, "Therefore, let us be diligent." to enter into that rest. See, so that's the only work you got to do is be diligent to enter into that rest. Be diligent. Be hardworking to get into that rest. Well, God, how do I how do I get into that rest? I don't understand how I get into that rest. Turn to Galatians chapter 6. This is this the last one. Turn to Galatians chapter 6. Because, God, you just told me that I don't have to work when I enter your rest, but now you say I got to work to get to it. Yeah, you got to work for the rest. But, but here go the beauty part I love about God. Turn to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. And Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It says, let us not lose heart in doing good, good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So God is saying, "Don't, don't, don't grow weary. Don't, don't, don't give up. Don't, don't lose faith in what you're doing." But see, I only read verse nine because I want you to back up to verse eight because verse eight says, "For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life." Then it says, "Let us not lose." heart and doing good. So what is he saying right there? If you keep doing and operating in this ignorance and in your own mind and your own understanding, you're going to keep on getting what you've been getting. You're going to keep on doing what you've been doing. He says, but come over here and sow the spirit. Sow the word. Read the word. Meditate on the word. Stand in the word. Bask in the word. Bathe in the word. Take in my word. And once you do that, all you can do is reap what? The word and then you won't lose heart in doing good because you know in due time you're going to reap what you sow. See, that's how you rest. See, a foreman know he can rest. I planted apple seeds. Guess what I'm getting? Apples. I planted banana seeds. Guess what I'm getting? Bananas. I can rest in that. I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to guess and wonder and try to manipulate and contort and fix. All I got to do is plant and do my part, and guess what? It's got to come up as what it was. If you plant this word of God into your body, if you plant this word of God into your mind and into your spirit, all you got to do is sit down and rest. Sit down and rest. Sit down and rest. I said that was the last one, but I, I want you to turn to this last one. This is the last one I promise you, for real this time. I ain't lying. The devil is a lie because I ain't lying. This is the last one. I know it's like your Facebook post. Somebody say, go ahead, take your time, Pastor. Nah, don't took all the time amen this is the last one I want you to see though because see a lot of us get this confused God says no nah, don't 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 leave them because see we think that we can you get in you, you're trying to get in the rest and still work mm-hmm. right. that don't make sense it says it says it says give me give me your yoke and put on mine mm-hmm. you you're working too hard for these things you, you're trying to do too much what did I say uh Philippians Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. There it is. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. And we're going to run it on home right here. Philippians chapter 2, y'all there? Verse 12. And it says, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, <laughs> not as in my presence only oh <laughs> Jesus. some of us only obey when we come to church, <laughs> only in the presence of God, I can do the stuff of God, I can do the things of God in the presence of God. he said, he says, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, and see, we stop right there you gotta work out your own salvation you gotta work your salvation out you better be working and tarrying for your salvation the devil is a lie God says you enter into my rest through faith if you can't receive it in faith then yeah you gonna keep on working you can't work out your own salvation who are you? you ain't God you not son, you not the Holy Spirit You you ain't nobody but you how can you work out something that you can't even you don't even have right to have you don't even have justification to have, you don't even have ownership to have. So how can you work it out? Because in verse 13 it says it for it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. It's God doing it. It's God is doing the work. It's God that's doing everything. It's God that's the, that, that's the source of it all. It's God that will help us enter into the rest. We just got to do two things. Stop being unbelieving and stop being disobedient. Now those are the two hardest things that you will ever do in your life. But once you really get over that, but guess what? God said that he'll even help you with that. He said all you got to do is just trust. Sometimes you just got to step. All you got to do is just walk out. He'll take care of the rest. Get over your unbelief Get over your disobedience and you enter into the rest of God. See, God wants us to enter into his rest. God wants us to understand who he truly is. God is this chair. He's his chair sitting in the rest. He said, I, I revealed myself in the in the old testament. I, I showed you showed you shadows of my rest. That's why I gave the, the Israelites the Sabbath day. I said, y'all need to rest on this day. Don't do nothing on this day. I don't want you to feed folks. I don't want you to do nothing. So that's why when Jesus was over here, turn it down just a little bit. Jesus was over here, and the Pharisees, the ones who were religious and all them folks, You ain't supposed to do that on Sunday. You ain't supposed to do that. And Jesus said, I can heal who I want to. All these days mine. I can do what I want to. He said Sabbath wasn't wasn't made for the, I mean man wasn't made for Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man. Rest was made for man. Man is not to to try to do this thing religiously. You can't sit here and make yourself right to get in this chair. You got to come to God and get right and then you come into the chair, that's what I'm saying! That's what God is saying. He says you can't work this thing out for yourself. You can't, if you're trying to work it for yourself, you are gonna keep on working, and that's why you gonna have no rest. You're trying to work out your finances. You're trying to work out your relationships. You're trying to work out your salvation. You're trying to work out your faith. You're trying to work out your job. You're trying to work out your healing. You're trying to work out your deliverance. You're trying to work out your repentance. You're trying to work out all these things, and you're wondering why it ain't never happened. The number one definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting stuff to change. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. If you're running and running and running and running and running and and you never stop, then things are not going to change. God says today, stop running. Stop running. And the chair back here today again for whoever needs that rest again today. We had it here last week, we can bring some more. Cause I want everybody to enter into this rest. It's not even me, God says enter into the rest. God says it is here. It ain't nothing you got to work for. It ain't nothing you got to earn, because you can't earn it. It ain't nothing that you got to pay for. You can't buy it. This ain't a thousand dollar chair. I ain't going to prophesy to you if you come up here with a hundred dollars. This ain't that kind of chair. God says you can't earn it. He says, but all you got to do is receive it in grace. Receive it in grace, knowing that it is sufficient for you. My rest is there for you. You tired of what you're doing. You tired of doing what you're doing. You tired of living the way you're living. You tired of of getting what you're getting. You're tired of dealing with the things you're dealing with. He says, come and get rest. Come and get rest.